I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. Attack ships on fire off the shoulder of Orion. I've watched sea beams glitter in the dark near the Tannhauser Gate. All those moments will be lost in time like tears in rain. Time to die. And how are we this morning? Miss Prism, you are, I trust, well? I hope, Cecily, you are not inattentive. That is strange. Were I fortunate enough to be Miss Prism's pupil, I would hang upon her lips. I spoke metaphorically. My metaphor was drawn from the bees and birds. <clears throat> Mr. Worthing, I suppose, has not returned from town yet? Ah, yes, he usually likes to spend his Sunday in London. He is not one of those whose sole aim is enjoyment, as, by all accounts, that unfortunate young man his brother seems to be. But I must not disturb Egeria and her pupil any longer. A classical allusion, merely, drawn from the pagan authors, I shall no doubt see you both at Evensong. With pleasure, Miss... <clears throat> Miss Prism, with pleasure. We might go as far as the schools and buck. My arm, Miss Prism.
believe me, I do not deserve so neologistic a phrase. The precept as well as the practice of the primitive church was distinctly against matrimony. But is a man not equally attractive when married? And often I've been told not even to her. Ugh. Perhaps she followed us to the schools. Mr. Worthing? Dear Mr. Worthing, all in black, I trust this garb of woe does not betoken some terrible calamity. Still leading his life of pleasure? Your brother Ernest dead? Mr. Worthing, I offer my sincere condolences. You have at least the consolation of knowing you were always the most generous and forgiving of brothers. Very sad indeed. Were you with him at the end? Was the cause of death mentioned? Charity, dear Miss Prism, charity. None of us are perfect. I myself am peculiarly susceptible to drafts. Will the interment take place here? In Paris. I fear that hardly points to any very serious state of mind at the last. You would no doubt wish me to make some slight allusion to this tragic domestic affliction next Sunday. My sermon on the meaning of the manna and the wilderness can be adapted to almost any occasion, joyful or, as in this present case, distressing. <sighs> I have preached it at harvest celebrations, christenings, confirmations, on days of humiliation and festal days. But is there any particular infant in whom you are interested, Mr. Worthing? Your brother was, I believe, unmarried, was he not? But surely, Mr. Worthing, you have been christened already. But have you any grave doubts on the subject?
Not at all. The sprinkling and indeed the immersion of adults is a perfectly canonical practice. You need have no apprehensions. A sprinkling is all that is necessary, or indeed advisable. Our weather is so changeable. At what hour would you wish the ceremony performed? Perfectly, perfectly. In fact, I have two similar ceremonies to perform at that time. A case of twins that occurred recently in one of the outlying cottages on your own estate. Poor Jenkins the Carter, a most hard-working man. Admirably, admirably. And now, dear Mr. Worthing, I will not intrude any longer into a house of sorrow. I would merely beg you not to be too much bowed down by grief. What seem to us bitter trials are often blessings in disguise. My child, my child... These are very joyful tidings. It's pleasant, is it not, to see so perfect a reconciliation. I think we might leave the two brothers together. You have done a beautiful action today, dear child.
And how are we this morning? Miss Prism, you are, I trust, well? I hope, Cecily, you are not inattentive. That is strange. Were I fortunate enough to be Miss Prism's pupil, I would hang upon her lips. I spoke metaphorically. My metaphor was drawn from the bees and birds. <clears throat> uh, Mr. Worthing, I suppose, is not returned from town yet. Ah, yes. He usually likes to spend his Sunday in London. He is not one of those whose sole aim is enjoyment, as by all accounts that unfortunate young man his brother seems to be. But I must not disturb Egeria and her pupil any longer. A classical allusion, merely, drawn from the pagan authors... I shall see you both, no doubt, at Evensong. With pleasure, Miss Prism, with pleasure. We might go as far as the schools and back. My arm, Miss Prism.
Believe me, I do not deserve so neologistic a phrase. The precept as well as the practice of the primitive church was distinctly against matrimony. But is a man not equally attractive when married? And often I've been told not even to her. Perhaps she followed us to the schools. Mr. Worthing? Dear Mr. Worthing, all in black? I trust this garb of woe does not betoken some terrible calamity. Still leading his life of pleasure? Your brother Ernest dead? Mr. Worthing, I offer you my sincere condolence. You have at least the consolation of knowing that you are always the most generous and forgiving of brothers. Very sad indeed. Were you with him at the end? Was the cause of death mentioned? Charity, dear Miss Prism, charity. None of us are perfect. I myself am peculiarly susceptible to drafts. Will the interment take place here? In Paris! I fear that hardly points to any very serious state of mind at the last. You would no doubt wish me to make some slight allusion to this tragic domestic affliction next Sunday. My sermon on the meaning of manna in the wilderness can be adapted to almost any occasion, joyful or, as in the present case, distressing. I have preached it at harvest celebrations, christenings, confirmations on days of humiliation and festal days. But is there any particular infant in whom you are interested, Mr. Worthing? Your brother was, I believe, unmarried, was he not? But surely, Mr. Worthing, you've been christened already. Have you any grave doubts on the subject?
Not at all. The sprinkling and indeed the immersion of adults is a perfectly canonical practice. You need have no apprehensions. Sprinkling is all that is necessary or indeed I think advisable. Our weather is so changeable. At what hour would you wish the ceremony performed? Perfectly, perfectly. In fact, I have two similar ceremonies to perform at that time. A case of twins that occurred recently in one of the outlying cottages on your own estate. Poor Jenkins the Carter, a most hard-working man. Admirably, admirably. And now, dear Mr. Worthing, I will not intrude any longer into a house of sorrow. I would merely beg you not to be too much bowed down by grief. What seem to us bitter trials are often blessings in disguise. My child, my child. These are very joyful tidings. It's pleasant, is it not, to see so perfect a reconciliation? I think we might leave the two brothers together. You have done a beautiful action today, dear child. <laughs> 